Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast, on Saturday at around 5.30 p.m. or whenever it was, uh, we got news that the Carolina Hurricanes signed Yasperi Kakanyemi to an offer sheet. One year, $6.1 million. And the second I heard that, I thought, payback from a couple of years ago. Brendan Kelly, you say what? I say, you know what? I'm saying what a lot of people are saying, Tony. Oh, boy, did the Hurricanes troll Mark Bergevin, Jeff Molson, and the Canadier. And you know what I got to say? Not Forget being a fan of the Habs or a fan of the Hurricanes. And coup de genie. It's a real genius move. It is brilliant. It is exactly what a hostile offer sheet is all about. It has mucked up the other team where they can't win. Montreal can't win here. There is no winning here. They've lost. And uh, listen, let's, uh, you know, in a league that can use its, 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 its news, let's say, for example, right? Uh, the National Hockey League doesn't do things usually outside the box. Uh, I mean, uh, Seattle's been pretty creative early on, and Las Vegas was very, very creative. But usually, they don't they don't make people uh, laugh like this all that much. This was funny. This it was really, really funny. Starting with when two years ago, Mark Bergevin offered she to Sebastian Ajo. He said, "Quote: Sebastian Ajo accepted our offer." Two years later, Kane's GM Don Waddell says, "Quote." Yesperi Kakinyemi accepted our offer. Bergevin said he sees our youngsters coming up in the organization and he wants to be a part of that. Waddell says he um, sees the core we built here and he wants to be a part of that. Bergevin said we're proud, but there's still a waiting period. Waddell says we're proud, but there's still a waiting period. You talked about troll. This is one of the funniest troll jobs from one team to another in a very, very long time. So, you know, as of last night, I haven't looked today. You still go on the Carolina Hurricanes Twitter account and it says La Conte Official Twitter, the the Hurricanes, the Caroline. They are so laughing in Mark Bergevin's face. $20 signing bonus. That is hilarious. Like, you got to love it. Even if you're a Habs fan. For Sebastian Ajo's number 20, of course. also $20. It's $20. He When he tried to sign Ajo with a ridiculously goofy, hostile take uh, uh, bid, which was never going to work two years ago, it was $11.1 million signing bonus. This is just laughing at him. $20. I mean, the, show, the show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia beyond organic sleep. Now, Brendan, some people think that Mark Bergevin was sleeping here. Do you think that? 
he, he, you know, the best line that I heard, a buddy of mine said last night, playing a little garage league hockey, and he turns to me on the bench and he says, what this is, is bad asset management. So let's let's agree that you think Kotkaniemi is an important player for the Montreal Canadiens. So you tell me this, Tony, why is he not signed at this point? Because if he's not signed, that leaves the opportunity for Don Waddell to step in and make this offer. If he's signed, he can't. Hold on a sec. Whoa, 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 whoa. Question for you. Do you believe that Brady Kachuk is an important player for the Ottawa Senators? I do, yes. So why isn't he signed? Well, it's true there are a lot of restricted free agents who aren't signed, but I'm just saying you're leaving yourself open to this. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned this guy, Brady Kachuk. He sort of often comes up in these discussions about Kotkaniemi. Here's something. If we had drafted Brady Kachuk number three and he still wasn't signed and Don Waddell made a hostile offer for him, you know what? Mark Bergevin would have taken to Twitter at, 10, at 8 o'clock Saturday night and said, we're signing Brady Kachuk. It's a done deal. The brilliance of this hostile offer is that look look back to those comments that Mark Bergevin made in his exit press conference at the end of the year. He trashed Kotkaniemi as is Bergevin's style to publicly uh, say sort of you know downplay the the his assets. You don't do that. He basically said Kotkaniemi's not really a number two center. Why would you say that? So Kotkaniemi. Well- I, 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 I don't know if I took it that badly, but I hear you. It's, he didn't give him a ringing endorsement, but I don't think he threw him under the bus either. All he said was, I'd like to see more. Um, no, it was worse than that, Tony. He said, I'd like to go out and get a number two center, but I don't know if I have enough money and cap space to do that. Therefore, I might be stuck with Kotkaniemi. Those were... Okay. Phrase, but okay. you go back and hear what he said. And this is, you know what, to me, what's interesting is go back in the history of Bergevin. Who did he used to say that about? He used to say that about a guy named Alex Galchenyuk. Very similar situation. And, uh, you know, this is bad asset management. Don't talk to right. your key players publicly. Not a good you, idea. You probably want to go out and get a Carolina Hurricanes jersey now. Uh, those bunch of jerks. But anyway, if you want to get those jersey, go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. I want to tackle a couple of things. Number one, we talked about Brady Kachuk. No doubt in my mind, the Canadians wish they would have drafted Brady Kachuk, right? They're not going to say it publicly, obviously, but no doubt in my mind, they wish they would have drafted Brady Kachuk. I don't know that for a fact, but I mean, just that's what logic tells you. But now you can't cry over spilt milk. Number two, let's move on here now. And, you know, the, the, what your buddy told you about bad asset management, I, I don't agree with that. And I'm going to tell you why. I think over the last three years, Mark Bergevin has shown to be a master of actually great asset management. Yeah, he's having I, a great summer. He's having a great summer, Tony. Hold, hold on a second here. Well, well, I mean, it's not his fault that Shea Weber is going to have to take a year off. How, I'll, I'll, we'll say this. Phil Deno, whose fault is that? Would you have given Phil Deneau $5.5 million for six years? That's what he got in L.A. I would have given him 5.25. Well, he didn't want that. Well, I don't know. I mean, we don't know that. Well, we do know that. Um, turned down he, five. And he, he turned down five times five. That we know. That's what his agent, Stefan Fizet, told me. The Canadians offered Deneau five times five. But, that, but I agree. So, so if he signed at five and a half, and he turned down five, logic suggests he'd take 5.25. It doesn't make sense 
to just sign for 500 more. He's here in Montreal. He's a French Canadian. He's he's adored by the public here. Why I agree with all of that. I, hold on a second. I agree with all of that, and I agree that Phil Deneau is a good player, okay? Bad block. But you, you gave Tyler Toffoli four years at 4.25, and you want to give Phil Deneau six years at 5.25, hoping that he signs it, by the way, because he signed six years at 5.5. Correct. You're, you're going to have to pay Kakanyemi going forward. You're going to have to pay Caulfield going forward. You're going to have to pay Suzuki going forward. And you would have given Phil Deneau six years, 5.25? I wouldn't have. And I like Phil Deneau as a player. What, what's 200? I mean, seriously, it sounds like a lot of money for, for most people. But what's $250,000 for a national Well, hockey? it's a lot because this past what? season, this team was up against the cap and they couldn't make any moves because they didn't even have that amount of money available to them. Bad asset management, like I said. All right. I don't think it was bad asset management with Kakanyemi. I'm mean, going to tell you why. He tried to sign him. There are reports that he actually tried to trade him. There are reports that Carolina was interested. They right. couldn't agree on a deal. And then right. Carolina told them, listen, we make a deal or we're going to offer sheet him. Right. And they didn't bluff. They offer sheeted him. The thing is, is though with all these restricted free agents not signing, I don't know this for a fact, but I would be willing to bet that Carolina contacted Kakanyemi's agent and said, don't sign with Montreal. We're going to offer sheet you. And that's why he didn't sign. Yeah, I don't think Bergeron could do anything about it. But the big question there, Tony, is like the key thing with the offer sheet, like it's, it's not making the hostile offer. It's the player accepting to sign it. And for Kakanyemi to sign an offer sheet with a $20 signing bonus that's giving the single finger salute to your boss means that he is super disgruntled. Now, why is he so super disgruntled? You, If you're managing that asset well and you believe he's an important asset, he shouldn't be super unhappy. Why do we have a history of that in, in the Bergevin era? You know, why is he so, why is Kotkaniemi, and then you got to admit, he is obviously soured on Montreal just the way Philip Deneau had, had became, just the way uh, Radulov was, just the way Markov was. So why is that? Why is Kotkaniemi so unhappy? But He's hold on a second, hold on a second. Why are they sour? Radulov was sour because he wanted to make... Um, he was like crap. That's why he was sour. Why was he not signed? That was another guy that should have been signed. Why, you look at Radulov's contract today, you think the Canadians would have been better off? I'm just saying he was unhappy. He was a guy we really could have used. How much did he improve? Markov wanted to re-sign at 38 years old. You want me to feel sorry for him? Not feel sorry for him. He would have helped us that year. You know that was a mistake. We should have signed him for one year. He agreed at the end to one year, and Bergevin said, uh, whatever, you know, it's a first come, first serve. He, he, wanted, he wanted two years at $6 million a season, if memory serves me well. And in his final year of his three-year deal, I believe it paid him $4.25 million. And I think the Canadians wanted to pay him that amount that he was making. Listen, I think the Canadians were fair with Radulov. I think the Canadians were fair with Markov. Um, I think the Canadians were fair with Phil Deneau. I really do. Now, it's a business. The guys, ultimately, that didn't get what they wanted. There's left. a story about Phil Deneau that's not out there in the public. That's all I'm saying. What story is that? Well, I'm just saying, I don't know anything. I, literally, and many of my detractors would agree with that statement. But all I'm saying, Tony, think about it for a second. He is offered five years at five, and he goes, forget it, not good enough. And then he's offered five years at five and a half. 
and takes it. And he takes no, it. No, no, no. He was offered six years at five and a half by Los Angeles. Five and a half. But it's really, it's not a big difference in salary. He's going to a place, California. California is not Texas. It's not Florida. My understanding tax situation is pretty similar. He's leaving a place where he's much loved. He's leaving a place where he was treated great by the fans. He's going to a place where he's going to have a hard time fitting in as a center and where the public will care zero about Philip Deneau. Um, I think something happened between him and Mark Gershman. I, mean, I, 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 think it's, I think it's obvious that something did. Phil Deneau saw his role on the team, wanting it to be more offensive. And the Canadians saw his role on the team saying, he'll be a great, he's a great defensive hockey player. We'll give the offensive roles to somebody else. That's what I, I think happened. All right. I want to go back to Kotkaniemi because you said something now that I think about it. And you said he is so disgruntled. And by the way, I do think he's disgruntled because they made him a healthy scratch on several occasions and he wasn't happy with that. And if you recall, when he went to Laval, he was happy to go to Laval at the time. All right. So he's been disgruntled about a few things. But when you said... How much does he want to stick it to the Canadians to actually sign an offer sheet with a signing bonus of $20? Brendan, he doesn't care about the $20. He signed the offer sheet because it's $6.1 million. Okay, but listen, listen. And you would have signed and I would have signed. Okay, but he knows. he's he's. We agree he's a relatively intelligent young man. Yes, of course. He knows that Carolina is trolling Mark Bergevin. So he wants to go to Carolina. Like he, if he comes back to Montreal, this is going to be very difficult because it's not just a hostile, it's a team making fun of his boss. So he is seriously unhappy. And I think if you look at it, look at what happened in the playoffs. What happened in game one of the Toronto series? How did he play in that? He didn't play because he was not in the lineup at the start of the playoffs. And when everything was on the line, when the whole season, and I think looking back at that series with Tampa Bay, it was closer than we think. They won one nothing the last game. There was a game Montreal could have won. Their season was on the line to at least make it a real Stanley Cup final. And Dominic Ducharme and Mark Bergevin decided at that point for the last two games of the Stanley Cup final, yeah. Emmy was a drag on that team. If I'm just Barry, I'm looking at that and saying, you know what? I don't want to play for that team. I mean, again, this is just me interpreting what happened. How would you yeah. think? Tony, if in the top ratings period for your radio station, they said, hey, you know what, Tony, take a couple of days off. We're putting... uh, Well, listen, you know what? Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd rather play for Carolina than the Montreal Canadiens. But at the same time, let's put things in perspective here, okay? He clearly knows that um, he's probably not the coach's favorite player. Correct. He clearly knows that he's probably not the general manager's favorite player. Correct. Carolina presents itself with a new opportunity where he, um, you know, there's a player on the team, Tara Vinen, that actually shares the same agent as him. He can yeah. go play on a team that has uh, Aho as the number one centerman. He can go play with Svechnikov. He can go play with Nesh Cash. He can go play with Stahl. Uh, he can go play for a coach like Rod Brindamore. I mean, Carolina is not the worst place in the world to play, not the worst city and not the worst team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he wants out, and and that's not a that's not a good look uh, for the Canadian. And it's I, uh, but, but you know, having said, I'm not so sure he wants out. He does. He signs. He's getting six point one million dollars. If he wanted out, he would have demanded a trade. We don't know that he didn't demand a trade. Uh, we would know. Oh, I mean, Elliot Friedman, and again, we can agree what Elliot says is probably true on his podcast. 
he said that Carolina spent the whole summer trying to trade for him and it didn't work out. So he's probably, his, him and his agent have probably been actively seeking a trade. Do we know that he said to, the agent said to Bergevin, we need a trade? We're not sure, but there, there was trade talk. So, um, so let me ask you this. How smart do you think Carolina's coaches? Uh, pretty smart. I mean, How they, good of a team do you think they are? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, they, you know, they, you know, they lost, uh, they lost Dougie Hamilton. They could, you know what I would say if I, you know, off the top of my head, I'm saying they're, they're a wild card team. Pretty encouraging. I think they're better than that. Pretty encouraging to think that a team that's that competitive actually thinks that Kakiyemi could be a really good player for their team. Maybe we should look at it that way. And, and I think one of the things, and I mean, it's like, this is like trying to deal with different points of view at the same time, but it's like, they think more highly of Kotkaniemi than Bergevin does and Dominic Ducharme does. Now that's really interesting. And I mean, I'm my position on Kotkaniemi as a player, I was having a big argument with my good buddy, Matthias Brunet this morning from La Presse. My point of view, and Brunet is the biggest Kotkaniemi booster in the universe. He's more of a fan of Kotkaniemi than Bergevin. My point is, I'm not saying he's a bust. And I take back the thing about, you know, he's a lemon. He's not a lemon. What he is, is a huge disappointment. And the jury is 110% out on Kotkaniemi. He had a good run in the bubble. Very good run. But I believe that was 10 games. He had a decent playoff this year. But, I mean, he got benched at the end of the playoffs. That tells you he was playing quite badly in the... In the okay. He's had three very bad seasons. You can't tell me they're anything but very okay. bad. So... The jury is out. So why, why are you then upset at what Mark Bergevin said at the end of the year when asked about Kakinyemi? And why are you upset that Dominic Ducharme made him a healthy scratch? You just told me, in your opinion, he's been a big disappointment. He had 34 points in year one. He had a bad year two, but was injury plagued. In year three, he picked up five goals in 56 games. He had 20 points. If had he played all 82 games, he would not have surpassed the 34 points, which shows a regression from year three compared to year one. Why are you so down on everyone? Let's be honest and put the cards on the table. Yesperi Kokinemi still today, three years in, is a question mark, and he's an uncertainty. Nothing wrong with that. Let me take both points. The thing about Mark Bergman, my problem is I know that's the way Mark Bergman feels about just very caught in Yemi, that he's not sure. He's very, very much not sure he's a number two center. I share uh, my good friend Bergevin's views on that. What is wrong with that and what is a terrible thing to do and is ridiculous, frankly, because you are dealing with an asset that you might be trading. You don't talk down your assets publicly, Tony. That is ridiculous. If you want to trade Disperi Kotkaniemi, you come out after the year and say he's fantastic. If you want to keep him on your team, you come out at the end of the year and say he was fantastic. So that's a goofy thing to do. I think. Well, listen, that's a that's a okay. That's, that's a that's a foregone conclusion that you don't talk down your assets. You're well, right. It's 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 a foregone conclusion that you say good things about your assets. You're right. At the same time, you can't lie to people. You can't come out and say that your Sperry Kakanyemi is fantastic when he picked up five goals in fifty six games. And when he picked up 20 points, he does not need to be so negative about him. Look at the way he talked about Phil Deneau, too. He's just really negative in his public comments. He says, you know, someone said to him in that same press conference, they said, 
you know, Dano, like, and, and let me say, and I'm sure you agree with me, the Montreal Canadiens are not in the Stanley Cup final without Phil Dano. His defensive play in that in those playoffs was... 100%. Someone said that to Mark Bergevin, and he said, there's five other people on the ice. He just, like, slapped him down, like... Uh, so anyway... Yeah. At the same time, it is Mark Bergevin that was responsible for drafting Phil Deneau when he was with Chicago. And it is Mark Bergevin who identified Phil Deneau to be a, a key player here on the Canadians when a lot of people thought that he was not going to be a key player. So, I mean, I you got to give credit where credit is due in that respect as well. Listen, I, I need a drink. Cherry River, hard seltzer, 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, only 90 calories, by the way. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store. I'm going to have a sip for you, but I'm going to take down your address and I'm going to send you some. Hold on a second. I would love that. That would be absolutely fantastic. Okay. I was going horse. Now I'm good again. Dominic Ducharme, just to finish with that. Yes. I'm upset with Dominic Ducharme for scratching him in those last two games. No, I'm not. I think that you're the coach and you're in the Stanley Cup final, and whether you're in the semifinal or wherever you are in the playoffs, mm. you have one thing in your mind and one thing only, which is to win. So to, to win, he felt it was better to do it without Kotkin. I mean, I don't disagree with that. All I was saying is, if I'm just Barry Kotkaniemi, I am really not liking that. I'm likely calling my agent and saying, hey, you know what? Get me out of here. So I guess you're saying when you said Montreal loses no matter which decision they take, I guess you're saying in one week from now on Saturday night, it's going to be a big party in Carolina. Maybe they can call sophistication event rentals from Montreal, live music, DJ sound systems. Tents, chairs, tables, decor, lighting, photo booth, TV screens, like the way I did that. 514-570-5770. It's your one-stop shop. You know who's going to be celebrating? ABC. Anyone but Canadians fans will be celebrating and call uh, sophistication. So now let me ask you this. You, Brendan Kelly, do you match? And number two, more importantly, do the Canadians match? You know, I want you on record here. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So I got to say, it's a very tough one to, to call. So do I match? I don't think I do because that makes him the second highest paid forward after Brendan Gallagher. All of the other forwards, all of the other forwards, or most of them anyways, are going to walk into that room in September and look at Kotkaniemi and they ain't going to be happy, right? We know that's the way it works. And, and does he deserve six? He doesn't. It's not his fault. They shouldn't be mad at him. It's not a matter of it being his fault. They're not. You're right. They're going to be mad about the situation. And, and the thing about that is they're going to be like, let's say, um, you know, whoever like, well, he's the second. He's going to be the second highest paid. So all the other guys, the Toffoli's, the Caulfield's, Suzuki. How does Nick Suzuki? How no, Caulfield but, cannot be upset. He's in an entry level contract. Brendan, oh, what are you talking about? No, listen, li- just listen for a sec, Tony. If Nick Suzuki, one is he's going to be upset. Two, he's going to go to his agent and say, look, I'm the number one center. How much better is Suzuki than Kakanyemi right now? About five times better, right? He is a number one center in the National Hockey League. A guy who's not even a legitimate number two is getting 6.1. This is going to put the whole salary structure out of whack. So but hold on a second. Hold on a second. Suzuki's contract is up at the end of the year. He's on his entry-level contract. When his contract is up at the end of the year, somebody can offer sheet him to the way they offer sheeted Kakanyemi. I don't see why Suzuki would get upset. I mean, this is, no, I don't don't see, I don't see what you're talking about here. 
don't know how hockey players' minds work. They do not like it if Toffoli is sitting there making whatever he's making and it's less than Kotkaniemi, who's a much worse player than him. He doesn't like that. He probably doesn't blame just Barry. You're right. He blames Mark Bergevin or he blames whatever. He's not going to be happy. Yeah. Would you be happy if a guy who's half as good as you is making four times with you or three times or whatever? It's a ridiculous. Like the reality is Kotkaniemi should be signed to two and a half. Right, six is absurd. It's a completely absurd number for the a guy. He's Tony. He's scored five goals. He has not had a good. Yeah, listen. I don't really care all that much what other people make. I do know I'm worth millions. I know that you make millions, so that I know. Unreal. Does Mark Bergevin match? Um. You walk. You don't match. You mentioned that to me, but do you think Bergevin matches? It's and really keep in mind, by the way. Keep in mind. If he matches for 365 days, he cannot trade the player. Yes, correct. And, and uh, then he's, you know, he's stuck with a big salary for a while in all likelihood. So I got to say, um, you know, like the thing is, and a lot of people were talking about that, there's a lot of pride involved. If he does not match, correct, then that hurts Mark Bergman's pride because it means that it was a mistake to sign. If he doesn't match... He has a deal lined up this week with another team to bring in a player to replace Kakanyemi. Like, I don't see the Canadians issuing a press release saying that they're not matching and they don't bring in somebody right away to replace Kakanyemi because panic's going to set in here. There are season ticket holders. There are obligations to them as well. There's an obligation to Carey Price, Brendan Gallagher, Jeff Petrie, veterans in the National Hockey League to make this a competitive hockey team. I don't know if he's going to match or not. My guess is that he'll match. I would match. But if he doesn't, he has to have a deal for another player coming in. Okay. He has to. Two, two things. One is, okay, I'm going to say he won't match. Secondly, I'm going to say even if he has talked to Yemi, forget that prior to Saturday night, we're already weak at center. We've already got a line of centers that's not great. That's why they can't afford to let him go. So you take Kotkaniemi out of that. I'm I'm big on Jake Evans, but he's not ready to be the number two center. You've already lost Deno. You lose Kotkaniemi and Deno, you're really up the creek. And uh, already- Jake Evans suffered four concussions in two years and nine months, and I like him too, but that's not a good thing. That means you're one hit away. Matthew Perot says he's better on the wing than he is at center. Jonathan Drouin did not work out at center. Cedric Paquette is a fourth-line centerman. Ryan Paling's not a shoo-in to make this team. I don't think you have any other choice. I think you have to match, but hey, once again, if he doesn't, it's because he's made a trade to bring in somebody else. So let me ask you this. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? If you were to place a bet on my bookie, go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code SICKPICKS for 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. The NFL season is days away. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Tell me right now. You're going to go on the record. A homer, I got to go with the Alouettes. You know, I think uh, that the Alouettes play in the CFL. I told you the Super Bowl. I, I'm a stand-up comic. I got a sense of me, 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 and you, Tony, are one of the few two guys in the whole sports world who have a sense of humor. Along with actually uh, Thomas Dundon. I mean, uh, from the Hurricanes. I don't. Thank know. you. Thank I, you. Well, it's, uh, I don't know how. So the Alouettes is your pick to win the Great Cup. Let's go with that. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. See you, Brendan. All right. Thanks, Tony. See you later, man. Cheers, buddy. Always fun. 
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.